Hello, everyone. This is Marilyn Guadagnino from Living Stress-Free Podcast, and I am offering a special edition, which is dedicated to all the healthcare workers to help them with burnout. This is both healthcare workers that work in the medical field as well as in the mental health field. We are in the middle of a very serious pandemic with a COVID-19 coronavirus. And there is no better time to focus right now on bringing stress levels down. So at the end of 2018, I published a book called The Living Stress-Free Bible, 20 Techniques to Make Your Life Less Stressful. So what I decided to do is, since many people are busy and don't have the time or the mental energy to read very much at this time, I'm going to be reading my book to you, one chapter each podcast with a little commentary. It's my offering to help all of you, everyone, learn some new techniques to bring your stress level down. Today I'll be doing the introduction with a little commentary at the end. So sit comfortable, whatever you're doing, just feel your breath, feel your body, relax, and ease into a world of stress-free living. Living stress-free. Whenever I say these three words to anyone, I always get a reaction. Some of my favorite cynics say, yeah, right, like that could ever happen. My type A personality friends say, I like to feel stressed. It motivates me to get things done. There are also the cautious, curious ones who say, oh, that would be nice. Is that even possible? This last group is actually the majority. So whether you are a cynic, a type A go-getter, or an inquisitive, stressed person, you will change your perspective on how to navigate your stressful life after reading this book. Living Stress-Free is applicable to all, with no exceptions. All I ask you to do is keep an open mind and entertain the concepts without filtering them through the I-already-know-this screen that often exists in people's minds. My favorite Zen author, Shunyu Suzuki, wrote, In beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. Take in the words of this book with fresh eyes instead of automatically comparing it to something you already know. What is living stress-free? I'll start by telling you what it's not. Here are four common myths. Myth number one. Living stress-free means you will never experience stress again. Now that is impossible. Stressful, stressful circumstances occur every day and you have no control over them. What you do have control over is how you perceive those stressful situations. Myth number two. Living stress-free means you are sitting on a beach doing nothing for the rest of your life. <laughs> On the contrary, the goal of living stress-free is to have a fulfilling life balanced with work, 
play, enjoyable relationships, and opportunities to learn and grow with health, happiness, and success in all areas. Myth number three, living stress-free interferes with achievement and motivation. Believe it or not, the less stress you experience, the more efficient, productive, and creative you will be. Stress can lead to feeling overwhelmed, which is a motivation killer. Less is more, and no pain, no gain is a philosophy that is helpful with marketing exercise videos, but not in all areas of life. Myth number four, living stress-free is impossible. This is untrue. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. The secret is in changing how you perceive the inevitable stress that enters your life. Once you change your relationship with whatever is bothering you, you change your experience of it. Living stress-free is the purpose and end result of this book. I will teach you how to be free from the effects of stress by giving you tools to experience stressful situations in a different way. I will also offer strategies to release the stress that has accumulated within your body and mind that has a tendency to cause excessive anxiety, agitation, disempowerment, or rage in response to circumstances that do not merit such a strong reaction. Lastly, the techniques presented in this book will help prevent stress from settling into your body and mind to begin with. This will help you succeed in all areas of life with ease. Before I go any further, it would be helpful to define stress from the perspective of living stress-free. Stress refers to the inevitable byproduct of any event, situation, belief, emotion, mood, or behavior that interferes with our natural needs. To put it more simply, anything that knocks off your balance produces stress. This is why vacations are stressful even though they are fun. This is why you have stomach issues after eating a holiday feast. The frustration you feel from not finishing your to-do list causes stress. Too much attention to the news and strong feelings about a particular politician causes stress. Insomnia, oversleeping, excessive exercise, inactivity, self-consciousness, loneliness, too much pleasure, not enough pleasure, all of these disturb your balance and cause stress. This is a much wider definition than most people are used to. Stress goes way beyond just feeling overwhelmed. Even the idea of good stress, which is called eustress, qualifies as stress from this perspective. If stress is helping a person get a task completed or provides the extra boost to push through the struggle, it is having an effect on the body and mind that is disturbing natural balance. This is not to say you should never push yourself to accomplish amazing things or forge ahead even though it is causing blood pressure to increase and a rapid heartbeat. The goal is to be aware of the effects of stress and to make choices accordingly, given your own necessities, value system, and path in life. To understand stress, we have to take a moment to review the mechanism of a stress reaction. Our ancestors lived in a different world. Primitive societies had life-threatening dangers such as wild animals that attack them. They experienced acute stress, which activated the fight-or-flight reaction to defend themselves. 
The brain produced stress hormones during fight or flight that caused the body to tense and heartbeat to increase. Cortisol and adrenaline rushed to muscles to provide the ability to react for self-preservation and survival. When the danger was over, the body returned to normal. In modern society, there are two strikes against us. Our version of wild animals attacking or the stock market crashing, being fired from a job, car accidents, and abusive relationships, just to name a few examples. In addition, we experience a chronic version of stress when feeling trapped in a situation there's no way out of. The brain continues to produce these stress hormones the same way it did for our ancestors, taking a toll on our mind and our body. Stress hormones are harmful to the body when they are overproduced. They were meant for short-term activation. Sadly, this is not the case for many people. We lived in a stressed society that seems to value the qualities in life that tend to produce more stress, such as competitiveness, overachievement, and producing more with fewer resources. Every time stress hormones are traveling through the body, they have a negative effect on the body. If it's occasionally, the body can handle it. But if it's frequently, it will take its toll on our health and wellness. Stress manifests in three different ways. The first way is the obvious one. This is an immediate stressor, such as someone cutting in front of you in a car, producing a reaction. You hit the brake automatically, the body tenses, and you may gasp, yell, or even curse. Your body temperature rises, heartbeat quickens, and breathing becomes rapid and shallow. This is adrenaline and cortisol fueling your reaction. After the stressful event is over, you quickly return to your normal balanced state. This is what living stress-free refers to as transient stress. It comes and goes quickly. LSF calls the second form of stress residual stress. With residual stress, it takes longer for the body and mind to return to its balanced state. For example, a death of someone you care about will linger in your thoughts and feelings, causing crying spells, angry thoughts, and other cognitive and emotional reactions. Your body will experience fatigue. The immune system lowers its ability to fight colds and viruses and infections, and your sleep may be affected. The grief reaction stays with you for a period of time, and you slowly return to your balanced, normal state. This residual stress works its way out on its own as time passes. The third way stress manifests, according to Living Stress-Free, is accumulated stress. This is the most dangerous. Basically, accumulated stress is the old stress that never got released. Difficult situations occurred in the past that never got processed. Much like food needs to be digested and metabolized, thoughts and feelings also need to be metabolized. This occurs through processing, contemplating the event, acknowledging the feelings, and talking to trusted supports about it, and sometimes journaling or expressing it in other creative ways in order to release it. These difficult situations from the past affected you in some way that resulted in the events getting stuck inside the mind-body instead of being processed. 
This old stress sits in the tissues of the body and can cause secondary problems such as chronic pain, chronic gastrointestinal issues, and depression, or migraines, just to name a few. Trauma victims experience the effects of accumulated stress quite frequently. This is the most difficult type of stress to release, and most trauma survivors just put a Band-Aid on it by taking medication, overindulging in alcohol or drugs, or becoming workaholics. As you learn the tools outlined in this book, you will have the means to release accumulated stress once and for all. Here's an important question I'd like you to contemplate. When you feel very stressed, why do you tend to gravitate toward behaviors that won't help you in the long run? Behaviors that are actually counterproductive to helping your body and mind. For example, you are very upset about an argument with your boyfriend, and the first reaction is to eat an entire container of ice cream. Or maybe the results of your blood work were not what you expected, and your first desire is to go have a cigarette binge watching Netflix all day when you have work to be done, excessive drinking, or chatting with negative angry friends are just a few other examples. You know that your self-improvement books, inspirational videos, church friends, and helpful coping skill handouts would all help, but you don't want to go in that direction. Why? Because like attracts like. Stress seeks out experiences that are on the same level as itself. Worse yet, if you're like most people, you feel bad about yourself for indulging in unhealthy behaviors, and this self-criticism only worsens the stress. It is an endless loop. The same principle affects problem solving. If you are stressed, and that same stressed mind is trying to problem solve, guess what? The solution is filtered through a stressed perspective, which means it may not be the best solution. Albert Einstein once said, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. If our thinking mind is reinforcing our stress, we cannot think our way out of it. It is on the same level, the same playing field. The best way to effectively problem solve is to calm down, regroup, and return to your default state of being centered, grounded, and aware. Once you have returned to this state, you won't have to make a choice because you will naturally know what to do. This is what you will learn in this book. Living stress-free is not a remote possibility or a silly idea. It is most definitely possible. You live stress-free by changing your relationship with stress, which is anything that interferes with your balance. To approach stress in this way goes beyond the common stress management techniques currently on the market. This book will change your attitude and perception of your life. That is what all of us have control over, how we perceive each situation we experience. It is not the stressful circumstances that cause our worry, frustration, and panic. It is our thoughts about the stressful circumstances that unravel us. As you weave your way through these pages, you will be given the tools to change your perspective, to improve your experience of this life you have been given. This will lead to increased contentment, satisfaction, happiness, and fulfillment. You will not only experience life in a more positive way, you will enjoy your own company once again. 
This is what living stress-free will do for you. Number one, it will teach you how to manage the transient stress that arises each day so your reaction to the stress changes. This will help you decrease stress in the present. Number two, it will teach you how to release the residual and and accumulated stress that is still within you, affecting your mind and body. It will help you dissolve stress from the past. And number three, it will teach you how to avoid stress from disturbing your inner peace throughout your life. It prevents stress in the future. In these 20 chapters, I will teach you specific strategies and techniques to seriously lower your stress and increase health, happiness, and fulfillment in all areas of life. This is how you succeed with ease. At the end of each chapter, review the LSF takeaway that includes a brief synopsis of the main theme of that chapter and a suggestion for how to practice the specific strategy discussed. And as a special bonus, be sure to explore the appendix, which offers one practice per week for 26 weeks. This is a great way to reinforce the skills taught in this book in a practical, structured way. In six months or less, you will watch your life transform from stressed every day to relaxed, alert, productive, happy, inspired, and content. I invite you to also explore livingstressfree.org, the foundational resource for information on how to lower your stress and live a happy, healthy life. So that's the introduction to the Living Stress-Free Bible. I once again truly believe this book is essential right now because I would imagine for most people listening, the three types of stress are happening simultaneously right now. You know, every day there's worries about, uh, about okay, am I going to get this? coronavirus? People I love going to get the coronavirus? How am I going to do financially? Am I going to be able to have a job? Am I going to lose my job? What's going to happen to the economy? What's going to happen politically? And all kinds of extra facets to those main concerns. So, you know, we're having transient stress. Things come up every day that will throw our balance off given the the seriousness of being in the middle of a pandemic, which is something I don't think anybody that's living right now ever experienced. Um, number two, it certainly is the, it cultivates the residual stress because many, many of us have lost somebody or we know somebody with COVID-19 Maybe we lost our job. Maybe we work in, we do any kind of essential work, which means we're having to go to work every day in the midst of all this. Lots of reasons for residual stress. And this certainly triggers the accumulated stress because that old stress that's sitting in your body and your mind, it activates when we get into the fight, flight, or freeze um, experience. So when the stressors that are happening right now affect us, it's making these stress hormones just go through our body. And that if you have accumulated stress from your past, it's going to 
stir that up. So this, these teachings in this book really can help. It can help on all levels. So at the end of the book, I have these 26 additional practices um, meant for one per week and then a half a year. You're all set. So what I'm going to do is every time I read one of my chapters from this book, I'm going to share one of the additional practices. So here's the practice for this time period right now. Something you can practice today when you hear this podcast. Each day this week, take time for at least one new task of inspiration. Examples, read a new poem, listen to a new YouTube music video you never heard before, cook a new recipe, try a new exercise, get in your car and take a different route somewhere you've never taken before. Change it up and add a new experience to your day each day for a solid week to cultivate inspiration. This will encourage the creation of new neuropathways in the brain to holistically improve your experience of fulfillment in life. And what a perfect time to do this exercise because many, many people are at home. They're starting to feel stir crazy and have cabin fever and are getting bored. And one of the best ways to counteract that feeling is to try something new, experience something new, inspire yourself. So try that and see how that goes. So once again, I'm dedicating these chapters and these readings of my book to healthcare workers, whether it's in the medical world or the mental health world. And I'll be sharing more about that. And on a personal level, my brother works at the Brooklyn Hospital Center. He is a he is in the blood bank part of the hospital. So he's always working with blood. He's also part of actually the new um, research with antibodies in the plasma from people that have recovered from coronavirus, from COVID-19, and the research that Brooklyn Hospital Center is doing um, with the Mayo, Mayo, Mayo Clinic about um, looking at different ways to test and maybe help prevent and help give treatments to people with the COVID-19. So Mark is, my brother Mark is going through a lot of stress because he's experiencing people dying so much there's so much death at that hospital and many of the hospitals everywhere going through this but new york city is extremely hit hard and mark is working in brooklyn and um his hospital 90 percent are covid patients 30 percent of the staff have it there's staff members who have died from it and he lives in um chelsea and he has to take the subway to brooklyn every day and the subway is not a safe place to be so it's very, very hard. I just spoke with him yesterday, and he was saying that just there's so much death. Like every eight minutes, somebody dies in New York City. So it's a you can feel that that energy 
is so sad there's so much grief so this grief is an example of stress so again i dedicate the reading of this book to the healthcare workers and more to come on that so take care of yourself practice self-care practice balance stay safe stay healthy do what you need to do to keep yourself healthy and those around you and um, Lou and I send our love and our support, our positive energy, our prayers to all of you out there. And we'll be back again soon with another podcast. All right, take care and have a great day. Thanks. Bye.